Welcome to Dub Nation, the official show of the Utah Warriors of Major League Rugby. I am Jerem Jordan alongside Banksy. We are live on the Utah Warriors Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube account. Subscribe to the podcast version on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. If you've got a question or comment, fire away! Here's what's on the rundown. we got two new signings from the Crossroads Cup. Teams, awesome. We'll tell you about them. Assistant Coach Sean Davies will join the program. Help us get ready for the players reporting on Monday. And we'll discuss the toughest month of the season. What is it? Okay, let's get to the new, two new signings. Banksy, Jeremiah Foi Tua, Noah Essie, a flanker from Washington, USA Rugby Academy player, started three games for the Salt Lake Bulmoose, who took second, and Takaji Young Yen on the left, a prop from New Zealand. What do you think of these two? These are two guys that put in incredible work during the Crosscoats, Crossroads Cup and well-deserved for both of them picking up the contracts. I mean, you can never have too many forwards in your pack and in your training squad. It's always going to add character and, and depth in your game day planning, and both of these guys prove that they're worth it. They'll be part of at least the Utah Selects, which is essentially the AAA team, if you follow baseball, um, for the Utah Warriors. We'll get into that with Sean Davies, but it's going to be exciting because we'll keep an eye on what those guys are doing in those games um, and how ready they can be to make an impact on the Utah Warriors. I, I think it's going to be really exciting. We've had the selects before, but this group is going to be what, in season as opposed to they played in the fall. The Crossroads Cup was in the fall. Now these guys are staying fit and ready to be able to make an impact in MLR. Well, I think the great part about it is that commitment to developing talent here in Utah. These are both guys that played collegiate ball here that uh, – that are very familiar, that have families that are based here in Utah. So these are guys that are very happy to be home and playing under contract, under a professional contract, as part of that Pathways program and developing local talent, becoming the epicenter for rugby in the United States and focusing that talent pool right here on the Wasatch Front. So welcome to the Utah Warriors, to Takaji and Jeremiah. We look forward to seeing them uh, with the selects and perhaps with the Utah Warriors this season. Can't wait. And if you're like us, look, it's 2023, baby. That means the season starts this year. We are 44 days away. And if you are ready, get the new jersey pre-order. Have the best kit in MLR on your back when we open up at Zions Bank Stadium. Look at that. Jolie, Cap, Mossy, all rocking the red, the black, and the alternate white and red strip. Looking sharp, lads. Get it now. Go to shop.warriorsrugby.com. All right, let's bring in our guest tonight. My former roommate at BYU, he won a bunch of national championships there, went to life. He played in the World Cup as the starting scrum half of the United States. He is Utah Warriors assistant coach Sean Davies. Sean, welcome back to the show, man. Good to see you. What's up, boys? Good to be here. Good to be with you guys, you know? It's great to have you. We're stoked about Monday uh, when the players report. I know this has been a, a, uh, a journey of an offseason in terms of being retained for you, so let's start there. Um, obviously, Greg, Co Greg Cooper is the new head coach. It was a tough season for you and Robbie able to get through the season as best you could, uh, you know, with, with running the show there. What was that process like of figuring out, hey, um, I'm so valued. Brandon Sparks said, Greg Cooper, you're going to keep these two guys because we value them that much. Yeah, I mean, there was, there was a lot to that question. So let's start off with uh, <laughs> Monday being day one. If anyone knows me, it knows that I'm bloody excited. So really keen to get going. And uh, yeah, those who know me too, that Roberto and myself get along probably far too well. So we, uh, we're both really happy to be on board. And then with, with Coops coming in, Coops is the man. He's, uh, he's exactly what the Warriors need right now, where we are going forward. 
Coops is going to be a bloody good man for us. So between the three of us, we've done a lot of work on, yeah, the rugby stuff, but also bonding, making sure we close. That when, when things do get, do get tough, we already have that relationship. We already, yeah. Because things will get tough at some stage and that's 100% okay, but it's how we react. And as a group, we've, we've got that relationship going. So I think we'll react bloody well. I think as important as any of the X's and O's preparation, talk about how Coops has helped you guys establish a cultural difference this year in the way that the team interacts with each other and with the staff. Cause I know he's done a lot to really make a big difference culturally before he's even sat down in front of a whiteboard and done the X's and O's. Yeah. Yeah. So Coops, um, Coops is a social butterfly. The man loves conversations. The man loves getting out there and talking to everyone, which is awesome. So he's, he's done a bloody good job about coming in, making sure the business side, the HP side, we all, we all connected. We're all on the same page. And most importantly, we all have a common goal. So uh, like I said, the man's a social butterfly and he's doing a bloody good job about getting out there, showing he is the face of the organization. He's willing to put the bloody work into. So like I said, we have, we have a good little staff going here and I'm, I'm excited to get going on Monday. There's a lot of new, there's a lot of exciting, obviously going into the season, which is like five ish weeks away. Um, so let's talk about, what you guys attacked in the offseason to make sure this season was going to be different than last season? Where did you even start? Yeah, so obviously Brandon did a good job with uh, putting the team together. So backs-wise, we have uh, good old Connor McLeod coming in and we have good old Joel Lee coming in. So between the 9 and 10, we have um, we have Connor who she does the basic, basics bloody well. And we have a group of boys who, if we give them time, if we give them time with ball in hand, more importantly, they're going to win. The, they're going to do. They're going to win the physicality. They're going to win the game line, and that's what Connor's going to come and he's going to come and give the boys absolute confidence with what their roles are, and more importantly, giving them time to to execute their roles. And then Joel, he's um, he's your prototypical English um, English. How do I put this nicely? English man who is very happy to boss the boys around and let them know their roles and let them know whereabouts, what we want to do on the field and what the goals are, which is exactly what we needed. So I think going forward with these two additions with the backs, I think, um, I think we can expect some bloody exciting rugby. You've got a great mix of youth in guys like our draft pick in Taikawe, as well as all of the experience. Talk about how that blends, because you've really put together and set kind of a standard for the new nine in America with the way you've been able to develop these guys here at the Utah Warriors. Yeah, it's just, I mean, I'm lucky that I was a nine, and I'm also lucky that I was never the most gifted athletic nine, so I had to work bloody hard for everything, everything that I did. So I try and, uh, yeah, just try and help the boys out there. And because I work bloody hard, I expect the Nans to work bloody hard at their craft too. So obviously, like a Basco a couple of years ago, he came and worked bloody hard. And now well, he was, he's in France and he's doing well. So hopefully with the boys we have, we, we can keep those progressions. And hopefully, we, yeah, we can, we can get some bloody good things going. Anything stick out about how the schedule shaped out? Obviously, 16 games in 18 weeks for everybody. But what, what did you like about that or what did you think? I mean, I don't mind going to San Diego for the first week when you look outside in Utah. It's uh, yeah, not a bad, not a bad start, you see. Um, yeah, no, I think I think the schedules, um, it's it's it can give us some confidence with those first three games. Yeah, San Diego is bloody good. Um, Dallas are going to be much improved, and Chicago, you can see the the team they're building. They're going to be tough games, but I think with those three games, we can get. Yes, momentum, not with the results, but momentum with um, for the building blocks we've set in. So we're excited that we can get some momentum from those first three blocks. We have a bar and then we can be flying from there. So 
in terms of uh, in terms of the schedule, yes, it's a, it's it's an M last schedule, so it's tough. There's a lot of games, but we have confidence that um, with the boys we have, we can yeah, we can get some momentum going. We get some momentum going. We think some good things can happen. What are you most excited to see with all the different names, faces, and places that are on this roster as everybody kind of develops as we look at some of these here? I mean, between all of the different positions, this team seems on paper to be very deep. How does it look to you, Coach? Yeah, 100%. It's, uh, it's awesome to see that, yes, we have, we've added some guys like, uh, like Connor, Joel, but we also have added some draft picks. We've added some of the – you guys spoke about the domestic boys. Sorry, the local boys we're bringing in and – even like a Takaji, yes, he's he's grown up in New Zealand. He's learned a lot of his rugby there, but he's American qualified. He's got family in Utah, and that's unreal that we get we able to bring these kind of boys in. So, yes, like I said, we're bringing the higher the higher end up, but also the lower end keeps on improving in the MLR. So, as long as we keep doing that, we can have some some depth, which is awesome because in the in the MLR traditionally you don't have the most depth. So, if we when we continue building this depth, that's when in the back end of the seasons you'll see us be a little more successful. I know Sparks, he always says, never rebuilding, always reloading, right? That's kind of yeah. his, his mantra yeah. as he looks at the roster and how it builds out. And it, and it really looks like this season we've taken some big steps to that. Yeah, no, exactly, exactly. We just we just continue continuing to grow. And you speak to the boys, they, they're excited. There's definitely some momentum with the boys. They're definitely bloody keen to get going. So I think, I think we all are. There's, there's something special building and we're excited to get going. We're stoked to see it. Players report on Monday. We're talking to assistant coach Sean Davies of the Utah Warriors. Lots of great experience for a bunch of guys in the offseason. Not everyone has the same experience, but Lance Williams plays with the Sevens. He plays Tents in South Africa. Um, you have uh, the Pauls, uh, obviously, with USA Rugby in that attempt. Emerson yeah. Pryor with Canada. He goes down to New Zealand. Anybody stick out in terms of what the experience that they got that will benefit them coming into camp? I think um... – I think the boys like uh, Niall, um, um, Yuri played for Tel Aviv. That's unreal. But I think the one who probably went out there and got the most experience is, like you said, Emma's. Emma's going down to New Zealand, just uh, figuring things out and going down there, willing to learn. I think, yes, for Canada, but also us. I think there's going to be a, a loose head prop there. That's the future of Canada and hopefully for us too, because of he was willing to go put himself out there. He was willing to go down there and essentially live off the land at times, I think. <laughs> somebody's couch at least good for a sausage yeah, roll and a, and a turn with the boots on man <laughs> i think rob i think robo may have had something to do with that and getting the kids sorted but you know you yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. these guys getting all of that experience yuri and nile with tel aviv and the tour that they went on and all of the experience there you know i think that just adds to some of that dynamic playmaking ability that this team has you know what are you most excited about and what is your biggest question mark as you look down the roster? Um, I think the thing I'm most excited about is that there were a ton of learnings last year. Let's be completely honest. There were a ton of learnings last year. So I've changed some things with the tax, simplified some things. And I think with the boys we have, it's a lot more conducive for us as a team. Um, we've simplified things. So in terms of how we want to tap, we want to have it simplified, simple enough that we can win collisions, dynamic enough so we can find one-on-ones. And I think with the personnel we have, with Joey Manu, you give him a one-on-one, good things will happen. Mika, Logan, all these boys, you, Bernsey, you give them one-on-ones on the edge, good things will happen. And you still have Asaya, Tommy, all these boys in the middle who are going to create those, uh, those one-on-ones on the edges through being dynamic in the middle. Um, so I'm bloody excited, like I said, for my learnings for last year. And then uh, 
most stressed would probably be nothing to do with rugby. The fact that my wife is due the first week of the season. So mistakes were made. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Let's build the squad. Yeah. <laughs> Setting up for MLR 2042. <laughs> Other than that, bloody king. Mistakes <laughs> <laughs> were made. Yeah. Uh, I guarantee you she's downstairs listening to this going, yep. <laughs> it's all good, man. It's all good. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, to that end, um, uh, Robbie Abel has finally retired as a player. What a career he had! How much better of a coach do you think he's going to be now that he's not thinking about maybe playing anymore? <laughs> I think, I think for Roberto, the fact that his uh, his wife Tyler's here with him, I think that's going to be the the biggest stability for the man. Uh, and now Robbie had a bloody good uh, playing uh, playing career, sorry, and the fact now that he can. He's just retired, so he's the closest to rugby from the staff. And the fact that he is the closest from rugby, he knows the boys, he understands the boys the best, so we can lean on him massively for, for that kind of stuff. And obviously, Robbie's, Robbie's got a bloody good, good rugby knowledge, and he's a bit of a bugger. So, yeah, he's a good man. <laughs> Roberto, I love that you call him that. <laughs> so let's talk about the Crossroads Cup, obviously finding two gems in the, in the signings uh, with the players onto the select squad. But the organization as a whole in putting on this competition, you had players on coaching staffs on every team. Talk about how that affects the boys' ability to play as yeah. well as teach and coach rugby. I mean, with the development of guys like Ali Khalifi, who continues to step up and, yeah. and develop that pathway program. And, you know, the kid looks good with a clipboard in his hand. Yeah, no, the fact, I mean, the fact that Oli was playing with these guys in the Crossroads Cup is awesome. I mean, we, we all know that Utah the domestic scene, the local scene, there's there's no reason. Oh, we do. We have the best local scene in America. We have the best local players in America. So the more we can do things like the Crossroads Cups, the more we can do things like that, I think we're just going to start finding more of your Joe Manus, more of those guys who can massively add value in the MLR. And now with the with the pathways which we've had, but it keeps on developing, keeps on getting better, we can find those players a tad younger. And then imagine a Joe, a Joe Manu when we find him at 60. Imagine what he can be when he is Joe Manu's age. Don't get me wrong, Joe's unreal. But if we can find him earlier and earlier, we can help develop them a little more. And then we can help the community grow in general. That's awesome. And we were talking about the Utah Selects, kind of this AAA baseball kind of, uh, you know, platform. Yeah, yeah. What what kind of difference do you think that will make? Uh, because we've had selects play and they've had a massive impact, but the fact that they're going to be playing games and training actively and ready to go if needed, and they will be needed. Yeah, yeah. It's also it's also a lot, a lot of the we got a, teams in the MLR are going to have a big squad, so some of the boys unfortunately at times aren't going to get game time. So this is an awesome way for them to train with us. The low end of our squad can get some selects time, and then the, obviously the selects boys can play too. So everyone's going to get game time. Everyone's going to be growing together, and it's um it's new, so it will be a learning curve for everyone. But I think it's uh yeah, it's only going to be positive. Just know that during that select season, if you need it, I know Robbo still got his boots. I got my boots still sitting over here in the uh, in the closet right here. So uh, <laughs> say the word, Shawnee, if that depth chart gets shallow and you need a, a fat old 40-something well past his prime, two bad knees and a bad back, loose head prop, I got I you. Think for, thanks, yeah, I think for liability reasons, we'll let you just stay at the old Aspen Rugby Fest, my friend. <laughs> Come on, look at I could I could wear these. I could bring look. There you go. Look, if that's what you, I could, I'll just screw the studs into the bottom of those. With your screw the studs into the bottom of those. And how flash is that? Yeah, there you go, awesome. Good man. Good man. Who will coach the Utah Selects in season, by the way? I haven't I don't know the answer to this. Um, so Ollie Ollie's 
the man when it comes to the selects, but obviously there will be some crossover. So there's still um, still conversation. Yeah, because some weeks he may be playing, right? Uh, yeah, oh, oh yeah, Ollie's Ollie's the man, so he will sure. play a lot of rugby. But um, yeah, it's just the, he's going to be in charge of it. But what the day to day looks like at times, he might be more of a director of rugby. Gotcha. Or whatever. Yeah, that's, that's that about my bit. pay grade. Expand that a little bit too, because we've got other players, guys like Jolie Hodgson getting involved with the UVU team and the, the development of that program as well. These feelers continue to extend out from Utah Warriors yeah. rugby into that community. Who else can we look out for out there? <laughs> well, hopefully, the more, the, more we, the, the fact that Joel's gone to UVU is unreal. I've always said that UVU could be a massive powerhouse in college rugby, and I think 100% believe it will. But the more we can do things like that, the more we can get out to the community, the we can help out with the community. And yes, help the players, but help the coaches with everyone. No, I'm not saying the, the coaches' knowledge isn't the best, but the more we can help personnel have the same, be aligned with what the Warriors want, what the personnel want, I think we can all grow together. And if that means we can upskill personnel, upskill coaches, that would be unreal. Now, having a preseason is going to help this team. Um, what is What do you hope to accomplish in the preseason starting Monday to prepare yourself for February 18th at San Diego? Yeah, so we just, in terms of the preseason, we want to get the basics absolutely down. So we have massive confidence in the, in the attack. We have the, So we have massive confidence in the framework and something we can always go back on. Because again, like I said earlier, stuff's going to go wrong and that's a hundred percent fine, but it's how we react. So if we have a, if we have a basics down, if we have our framework down and we have principles about where we can go back to when things go wrong, I think we can be massively confident with our attack. And that, that's what the preseason is going to be. Obviously there's a lot of fitness base. I need to get There's a massively skill base because the skill level is not there and the skill level needs to improve. But if we can get the basic framework done and have confidence in that, we can always lean on that. I think the boys will be in a good spot. Sounds like the continuing growth of the less the hard lessons learned at the end of last year and how you guys were able to turn it around. A lot of that continuing this year. How big has Coops been in helping you guys refocus <laughs> and reset that strategy now as we look at 2023? Uh, Coops is the man. He's um he's been there, done that. He's uh <laughs> Roberto and I are very young coaches, right? So we um we go chasing up everything. We want to bloody do everything. We want to work so hard. But Coops is very good about being, Sean, he says a lot nicer, but Sean, you're an idiot. You really need to go chasing down that road. So he's very good about conserving our energy and making sure that Roberto and I are doing things that we can get the most bang for the buck. Because like I said, last year, yes, Robbie and I worked hard. We went chasing down a lot of roads. And you, uh, if both of you saw what Robbie and I looked like at the end of the season. So with Coops... Um, Coops having the experience, he can massively help us about chasing down those roads. We don't need to, but then also he's um he's a very good experienced man in life in general, and he's a very good man with good morals, and I massively appreciate that. And I think in terms of the team, he's going to be bloody good for that. Yeah, we're looking forward to that. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Well, good luck in the next uh, let's see five six weeks here. <laughs> Not necessarily with rugby, of course that, but with uh, baby number <laughs> Which, by the way, boy or girl? It's a girl. So uh, two girls right now. I'm a girl. Congratulations. Guy. Third time's a charm. No, I'm joking. Shout, shouts out to your missus. She's the real MVP. Katie, yes, yeah, yeah. Katie's awesome. I, I thrive in chaos. She does not so much. So, yeah, she would be the one who, who needs a little luck. <laughs> if there was ever a description for a prime nine, thriving in chaos is it. <laughs> That's true. the entire description of the position, Shawnee. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> John, we appreciate it. Um, enjoy uh, what what – 
the continuation of the offseason into Monday, and uh, best of luck with the squad, man. Thank you, guys. Look forward to seeing your faces around. Appreciate it's gonna it. It's going to be awesome. Thanks, Sean. Sean Davies, Utah Warriors assistant coach. Always good to talk to Sean. Obviously a massive asset for this team with his experience collegiately, professionally, uh, in MLR, and obviously uh, at the highest level in the World Cup, which is awesome. So, yeah, interesting stuff there, Banksy, because – They've got a lot to work on, and they want to get massively confident mass in, in the basic stuff, improve the skill, get the culture together. And, and it's a quick offset, right? They have like five weeks to do it. I think the exciting thing for this team is that everybody from Brandon Sparks and Coops to Robbie and Shawnee all the way down to these selects guys and the local players – all know exactly what's expected of them and they all know where they want to go. And I think there is a very definite and defined singular vision for this team in 2023. And that obviously starts with the addition of Coops as head coach and, you know, kind of having a captain for this ship. So very excited to see what they can put together. And if you are as excited as we are, it's time to get your tickets. It's time to get your seats. It's time to book the ride, all right? Dub Nation, let's make it happen. 2023 season tickets are available now, just 44 days out. 801-477-7652 is the number. Call 801-477-7652. Get your season tickets now and be ready to cheer on these Utah Warriors. All right, let's go. Last but not least, uh, a topic of conversation here. Toughest month of the season. We know... The Warriors will play 16 games in 18 weeks. They'll play all the Western Conference teams twice, home and road. They'll play one game against the Eastern Conference. They'll split that three and three, two bye weeks mixed in there. What is the toughest month of the season to you, Banksy? I think it's going to be the stretch. You know, after that second bye, the, the, playing a long grind of a season, we've seen how physical it can be and the toll that it takes physically and mentally i think by the time we get into probably that last five four or five games of the season when we're looking at playing some of the top teams of the last three seasons in mlr you know there there it is right there you know there there's no easy games and these are all teams that are going to be fighting for playoff position in the east and west as we look from the end of may and into june seattle chicago new york uh, you're looking at New Orleans, a resurgent Houston Sabercats, rugby ATL, always tough. This San Diego team is looking to be pretty stacked for that return trip May 16th. So uh, I think the stretch down the stretch, you know, does this team have the depth and the intestinal fortitude to really grind it out for some of those tough wins through those last six weeks? Yeah, I agree. I think it's June uh, because of who you're playing, like you mentioned, at Seattle, Chicago's loaded, basically the best of L.A. and Austin that are still playing in the league. And then at New York, that's a long trip. Even if New York stunk, that would be tough. New York won the league. So uh, the Ironworkers are going to be a challenge. Plus, we hope and expect uh, the Utah Warriors to be in a playoff mix. So every game's going to matter. Boom, boom, boom. So, yeah, I, I think it is loaded at the end. There's not a, a gimme in MLR. Dallas has certainly struggled at times. They're getting better. Um, they're, they look like the easiest game, but I wouldn't call it an easy game at all. There are no easy games in Major no League Rugby. We That's saw true. that through last year and how incredible Dallas was for sometimes 60 minutes even. I mean, they put together some incredible stretches. 
you know, we don't know what Chicago is going to be. Right. But if you look at it on paper, guys that know each other really well and have played rugby with each other over the last two seasons, I think if you are Chicago and you are that ownership group, you've got to be thinking you hit the absolute timing lottery with the collapse and mismanagement of Los Angeles and Austin for them to just reap the benefits of what otherwise would have been pretty slim pickings for them. Yes. And And this has literally ended up being a lottery win to pick up some of the best and most experienced players in MLR. Yeah, they're loaded. Like, on paper, maybe the best team, (laughs) like, on paper, you don't play the games on paper, but they are are stacked with talent. Certainly, we'll see how deep they are, how organized it is, because, again, they they didn't get to participate in the draft. They gathered all this after the dispersal draft. Not every team in the league necessarily wanted anybody from Austin and L.A. So they have found a home in Chicago, um, and it'll be interesting to watch. So we'll see what the Warriors can muster, but certainly it will be a challenge at the end of the season. We're excited to see what this group is doing at that point. Can they get off to a quick start uh, despite playing on the road? And uh, I I think a proper preseason, like we talked about, playing a couple of kind of secret scrimmages, if you will, will benefit this team. And uh, they'll be off and running, man. And Monday, the players report. Uh, the domestic players have been in, in uh, training. Now the international players are all in town. And they're going to be together. And uh, we're going to go to practice. And it's going to be a ton of fun to uh, engage with this team in the day-to-day. I cannot wait. And I'm saying it right now before the guys have even officially reported. I'm taking the Warriors plus three on every matchup across the board all season long. Okay, <laughs> so that's, that's my pick. I don't need to say it. Yeah. The Warriors plus three or more. I'll go more on the other matchups that I feel confident. This team is going to be special this year. And I love it. And uh, we've got a new juice with a new head coach, and you retain the two assistants, and you've got some really nice additions. Also from the draft, free agent signings. Um, You're not dependent on either one. You're built with some balance. And uh, homegrown and Utah and Crossroads Cup and selects, and it's just awesome. It's just awesome. So, Okay, we'll be back in uh, two weeks. Once we get into the season, we'll go every week, but uh, we'll be every other week until then. So that'll do it for us. Uh, like and share this episode of Dub Nation. Follow the Utah Warriors on social media. Our thanks to Sean Davies, assistant coach, for joining the program tonight, and Mason Benson for Banksy. I am Jerem. Go Warriors.